And the man said he wanted to be a follower. He claimed that that was what his heart was leading him to do. He also claimed he was free of sin. He'd always kept the commandments. Every single one. I've, I've obeyed all these. Every single one. Ever since he was a boy. And if he was a boy called Pinocchio, you can maybe imagine his nose growing. Oh yeah, I've done this ever since I was a boy. Never sinned. The Lord didn't need to look at his nose. He could read his heart. One thing you lack, says Jesus. This rich man, what could he lack? He had everything. One thing you lack. And he reveals it to be treasure in heaven. Not the earthly treasure. But somehow through his life, he's not been building up in heaven some treasure. To be freed from sin, first we must recognise that we sin. The man goes away sad. He doesn't want to change. He doesn't really want to be a follower. He doesn't want to be a humble, poor man. He doesn't want to give away the money, the wealth, the power. But he's put in that dilemma. Does he want to follow or does he not? Where does his heart lie? Money, wealth in power are always gained when someone else, usually someone more vulnerable, loses. When they lose their wealth or finds that their place in society is weakened. When we make a gain, someone loses out. Our clothes are cheap when the worker is in poor conditions. The story of the decline of British industry, while company profits might continue to rise, is that it is cheaper to make things in another country. It's cheaper to move your call centre overseas because the workers are paid less. Fair trade coffee and tea cost more than others because the farmers are not getting diddled. They're not being cheated. When something is to our advantage, it is often to somebody else's disadvantage. The society of the day thought financial wealth was a blessing from God. 
And so they struggled to comprehend how a rich man might have difficulty getting into heaven. And worse still, they probably pondered, if the rich man can't get into heaven, what does that say about me, somebody who's not rich? I think if he's the person that's blessed, I'm not the person that's blessed. Where does it leave me? It was a misunderstanding. They failed to know it was treasure in heaven they needed to seek, not treasure on the earth. It's not the wealth, of course, in and of itself that prevents the rich man from following Jesus or getting into heaven in the way that it is harder on the camel through the eye of the needle. You know, that's it. Could make a nice big needle, an even bigger eye of it. And he'd probably go through. But that's not the point, is it? It's not about effort and changing things to shape the way that we want it to be. About stretching the rules in a way that fits and conforms to what we want. It's not about doing the work. It's not about if it actually was the camel gate, as some people claim at the edge of the town, that you could just knock a few more bricks out and make it a bit wider than the camel had fit through. It's not about doing that bit of work. Our salvation comes through faith. And each of us makes a daily statement of faith with how we choose to live our life. The words we use to speak to others, our body language, our generosity to those in need, our following of the scriptures, our understanding of who God truly is and choosing to obey and follow him. These things on each day of the week of a declaration. They tell the truth of who we are and what we believe in a more genuine way than any creed that is recited or sung on a Sunday in an act of worship. You know, we could have sung, I believe in Jesus or something like that. And it might be the words that we understand. But then, do we actually live that? Do we live it in our daily life? What testimony do we give? We might come to church, most of us here, twice on a Sunday, if not all of us. And we might sing marvellous songs that are beautifully played, But if our life is about getting things done our way, if our life is maybe about gaining wealth, if our life is about seeking more possessions or being better than the people next door, 
or being able to say I'm a better Christian than the person in the seat next to me, then the truth of the matter is we've not actually chosen to follow Jesus. We've not chosen. And our testimony that we sing is perhaps false. In Matthew 7, we hear Jesus say, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. The rich man comes. He says, I obey your commandments. He's making a confession of faith. I'm, uh, I obey the law. I am a follower. I am a believer. What is it? And Jesus says, well, actually, no, you don't. You don't live the faithful life. Go and live the faithful life. For him, it was about selling, getting rid of the money, giving it to the poor. That doesn't mean to say that wealth itself is bad. He means to say how he thought of it, how he used it, how it empowered his life was wrong. The temple priests were known for their holy attitude, perhaps a holier-than-thou attitude. Were they true believers of God and God's way? No. And we see that time and time again. But Jesus, the Son of God, came and lived a different life that fully was God's way. A man that is in the world, but not of the world. Satan came to him in the wilderness and tempted him, but he did not give in. Although he experienced that dilemma that we might face in our daily lives, he was able to resist the evil one. The only one who had obeyed all the commandments. It is because of who Jesus is... And what he has done, that we can have confidence that we can ask Jesus to help us have faithful lives, that we can turn from wrong and seek what is right, that we can be forgiven. In our prayers, we can lay at Jesus' feet all our shame, all our sorrow, all our pains and our worries, all our cries for peace, our cries for justice. And he will take them before the Father's throne. And we will experience the pouring out of love that is grace and is mercy. We are forgiven when we come to him and confess our sins and seek to live his way.
although I've been here for over yeah over three and a half years it's coming up to nearly four years since I first met the, uh, the elders and I know most of you quite a bit I don't know what you've done I don't know what you might do when you go home tonight I don't know what you will do tomorrow I do know because it is in our human nature that we are all sinners we are each tempted to go against God and it might be that some of you here some of us here might really struggle to resist temptation none of us are worthy of entering the heavenly kingdom for us in our own ability we are like the camel and we would not be able to do it but knowing Jesus has died in our place upon the cross and risen from the grave revealing the truth of life after death revealing the truth that our sins can be forgiven we can be saved not through our works no works are good enough but salvation by faith The way cannot be bought with money. Our hope of eternity instead comes from God's Son, Jesus. For with him, all things are possible. With him, new life comes. With him, it may even be possible for the camel to go through the eye of the needle. Amen.